Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome to the Pillow Talk podcast with Sarah and I. Uh, this is episode seven. This is a bit of a catch-all. We're kind of going to be go back, and there's a few. There's actually a lot of questions that we need to catch up on, um, and mm. we have plans for further future episodes to handle all of them. Um, but today we're going to just catch a few of them uh, real quick. Uh, these are these are really like fun ones. These are the ones we think are yes. really fun. Uh, These are like the spunky, spicy questions that were like, you know what? This is truly why we're question and response, <laughs> not a question and answer. Uh, but we're excited to talk through it and hopefully that shares some wisdom and direction in these. And yeah. also hopefully like at the end of the day, bless you to know if this is something you've been asking quietly to yourself that you feel like you can't say alone. out loud that you're not mm -hmm. alone yeah, yeah i read through these and was like i have asked almost all of these <laughs> and i've been maybe too embarrassed in some cases not that they're embarrassing questions in themselves with me to like say out loud so praise god for boldness and praise god yeah. for creativity we'll see what comes out yeah <laughs> <laughs> well where, where are we starting sarah we are going to start in question 17. We have been sitting on this one for a little bit. For quite a while. For quite a I while. Because I knew I'm going to have to yes. respond. So, Brian, as a woman who has asked this in the past <laughs> and is friends with a lot of single women in our community, myself being single not that long ago, um, where are all the emotionally available men? And why... Are all of them too afraid to ask women on dates? All of them. All of them. Every single one. Every single one. So yeah, first of all, let's just address, we understand what you're asking. Yes, very much so. But when we ask I questions, think. we think, we think. You could write back if you need to correct us. But yeah. I think when we ask questions in extreme, the all or nothing is everyone, why is every woman like this? Why is every man like this? The truth is it's it's not true. It's, yeah. it's the all is making, it's too presumptuous to say that Every man is emotionally unavailable, but perhaps this is something that we're running into in our context, our community. Yeah. So let's just say there's some selective men. Yes. And I think uh, it's also, I'll just say, I, for myself personally, I use uh, words that encompass everything yes. pretty often. Oh, And me then too. have to be like, oh, not all. Exactly. But yes. it is reflective of actually my heart. And mm. it's actually been really helpful, like even with whatever the kids it's like you know ellie's always drawing on the walls and then it's like wait no she's not but is she you still why do i feel like she's always drawing on and i just oh, it's that's helpful true. for me to like why can something feel like it's true even if it's not even if it's true. not true it's like mm. it, that feels true to me but i know that it's not there's something that i need to do Ooh. some heart work that needs to happen i like that to open yeah. myself back up to maybe some things that are actually true because yeah. I've closed myself off to truth in a way. Ooh, that's valid. So, okay, um, so let's unpack this a little bit more. Do okay. you, you want to dive in as a man? As a man <laughs> who maybe is emotionally available? Uh, Should okay. we just, what does that mean? I think that's to be a, emotionally available. I think that's a big part of this actually. That something that comes to, there's two things, two things. There's a number of ways we can go to this. Also, the second question I think is reveals maybe what the intention is of the first one um, uh, or, or a part of it. Um, but uh, most, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too sassy. Um, there's, there's definitely some validity yeah. <laughs> and reality here um, that we will address, but I first want to address 
a little bit of pushback actually oh. in, in a way okay. um just like with the all but a little bit of pushback and i don't know who asked this question i have no idea what your, your thoughts, thoughts and are. feelings matter we're we're yes. appreciative that you sent this yes. question in because you're not alone this is something i've heard from multiple people who are mature wonderful people that i love but we all have we all have spots in our hearts that are more tender yes so this is not a judgment on you. We're just trying to work through this question. I think that's what you're trying to say. So I think I want to invite <laughs> yes. you to speak freely. Okay. I do trust your heart. I don't think you're trying to attack the person who asked this question. Not trying to attack the person or anyone who might be asking this. Um, but I personally, who I am and things that I enjoy confronting reality, um, mm -hmm. enjoy. I feel I'm drawn to it <laughs> um, because I think it's helpful. Uh, it's always helped me to like confront reality and then work like, okay, what's the thing I need to like help myself acknowledge? And then I can work back. Is, am I operating according to that truth? Yes. Okay. Now I can, I'm dealing, I am dealing with the right question. Mm -hmm. And so I just, just to sort of be like, are we dealing with the right question? Um, what's the question under the question? Uh, or the thought. So mm -hmm. are, where are all the emotionally available men and why aren't they asking me out? Basically is the question. Uh, um, Task women on dates. Women, which is all women, but also it could be this person. Now, mm -hmm. one thing about emotionally available men, uh, when I think of emotionally available, one thing in particular is I am emotionally available to my wife. I was emotionally available to my wife when I was interested in her before she was my wife. There have always been women I am not emotionally available to uh, because I'm just not interested in them. Mm. Um there's a reality there that I just want to put out. You're, so you're saying not everyone is going to be emotionally available to you yes. because not everyone, maybe there's not an interest there at the moment. Yes. There, could, there could, I think there's another side to this, but I think. Yes, that, agreed, there's another side. That's, that's a beginning truth. Yes. Not everyone's going to be open to you and you're not going to be open to everyone. Yes. You're probably not emotionally available to every man either. Exactly. And so there might be, there might be men who have made themselves emotionally available to you but you are not, you are not emotionally available to them and you're closed off to them. And that's fine and right. But just to acknowledge that that might be the case, that mm -hmm. there might be places and spaces where it's like, I think that's very fair. Like, oh, they are there perhaps, but it's not the, it's but not, they're the, not the it's ones not I want, the men that you want to, they're not yes. the ones I want. Oh, I've been on both sides of that yeah. coin. So yeah. I understand where you're like, ah, oh, but they're like, no, you're getting asked out. It's just maybe after time you're like, okay, this is not, the person that I want to yeah. ask me out. I'll just say that that's an up an option, a possibility. Okay, there. option one. Confront that, navigate that yourself. Is that something going on in your life? Um, yeah, the truth will set you free. Amen. I will say that. I've amen. had to come to terms with that too, of like, oh yeah, sometimes it's taking a step back, I need to, like you said, face reality so I can move forward, so I could be free Yes. for the situation that is meant for me yes. or that will be more advantageous. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, option one. What continue? I'm curious. Section two. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Is that a voice? Was that his voice <laughs> crack? Are you nervous? <laughs> a little bit. So I'm like, what, what are we? It's okay. I'll also um, get to share it. So oh, you good. know you will balance. We'll will balance. Yeah, we're all the emotion available men. Okay. And then the second question I think informs the first. Mm -hmm. Um reality. I don't think men are asking women out. Uh very consistently boldly it doesn't it doesn't seem like that is as yeah. as common of a thing 
seems like there's a lot more timidity, um, a lot more fear, mm. um, less boldness, yeah. less risk, much more like, well, I'll like kind of feel it out or maybe I'll just be around, but like, I'm not really sure. Mm. And I don't, I don't think I can like solve all those problems. Yeah. Also, you can't solve all those problems. Mm. It's a little bit of just where we're at. Um, but in terms of emotionally available, I think there's lots of men who are emotionally available, um, as in their emotions exist, they're aware of them, they have them, <laughs> they're mm -hmm. like, they might even be out there for people to yeah. hear and to share with, they might even be willing to share their emotions with you. Um, but there's, a, they're emotionally available in that way, but not necessarily romantically bold okay yeah that's fair and is that maybe a part of what's the questioning here is like why why where are the emotionally available and maybe you even can give some insight of sure. thoughts you've had yeah i know you the girls they talk they, the girls, they process these things girls, like maybe you can help inform me too about like what what is being felt what is sure. being seen what is yeah, yes. and this would be good for me to hear. This would probably be really good for the the dudes to hear too. Like, mm -hmm. what are the thoughts on ladies' minds? Where does this come from? Yes. Well, first, I actually have a few questions for you. Oh, okay. And I know you can't speak for every man, certainly, and I would not want you to, because there's a diversity of experience. But you mentioned and you brought up. I think it's valid. Like, I think I can assess others. Assess. There's even there's statistics on people getting married and engaged and all this that are going down because people aren't being as clear in what dating is or dating. But what do you think some of those fears are? Or maybe that, because you've, you have, you've spoken to a lot of the men in our community as yeah. they have asked women out or haven't, or maybe work through some relational things. And this might be anecdotal, but what for our male listeners, maybe for some empathy or compassion from our female listeners. What are mm -hmm. some of the fears that you've heard or what are some of the things that you've heard are stopping men yeah. from asking women out? Um, generic. So like sure. kind of overarching. Mm -hmm. I think there's like, it's not uncommon to hear, um, well, like you've got stuff like all the Me Too movement. You've got a lot of that stuff, which is good. These are good things. Like women speaking up more about how men have wronged them or maybe yes, been or, overly aggressive sexually, like things like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or like catcalling. So there's a fear of uh, like if I misstep in any way, it's going to be perceived as. Yes. Okay. But being put into that category, which is kind of social doom in a way for men. Yes. Yes. And, and like. And some if of that's just like if that's actually many, happened, yeah. Yes. And that's and deserved. The right? blurry lines. Yes. The blur the there, gray there's some areas. there's some sort of blurry lines and there's things where people get like, well, I was just saying you look nice today. Sure. But now like uh, like there's fear related to that. Whether it's valid or not, it's so you there. kind of pendulum swing the other way. Yes, to security. To In like, I don't want to make a girl feel uncomfortable. I don't want to like get thought of as Creepy, creepy, weird. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to think I'm like playing the field and I'm just asking all these girls so out this, all the there's time. There's this pressure on optics. I think at this yeah, moment in time. I okay. think that's a big. I think that's a, a factor. Okay. Um, is one of not of just like uh, mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also women 
just like men need to I, learn how to ask girls out, women need to learn how to respond. Mm. And so there's been a lot of very ugly rejection. Mm. Um, and and that does shape how you advance. And that adds a lot of fear. Even if it wasn't me who got rejected, I've seen like this and that. And like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be rejected like that. I don't want like it can just be yeah sad i yeah. guess and it, it could be way. it could put fear in people's hearts yeah. like no one wants to be rejected men or women like women get rejected all the time men get like yeah. that's not a positive emotion but it's how you it is how you respond to that totally but it can be discouraging mm -hmm. is what i'm hearing you say yes it could be very discouraging and you could start to make assumptions on the other side as men of like well the women in this community they don't want they don't want to be asked out or, uh -huh. and that trap, like when yep. we make generalizations, I think kind of even speaking to earlier, that can actually shape the culture of a community. What we speak over each other as men and women and even dating culture, like that can start to subliminally shape reality, even if it isn't reality. Yeah. Even if the reality is there's a lot of people asking people out really healthily, what we speak out holds power. Yeah. So one other thing that like, uh, my friend AJ helped me clarify even. Um, one other thing is that uh, I think sometimes there's timidity when you when you test the waters, mm. when you feel like like some guys are testing the waters, they're kind of like putting their toe in a little bit. Like, kind is of be she like, interested? Would this M, is she? Yeah, and yeah. like as they're trying to test the waters to see if they it would be safe to ask this girl out or if that would be received or whatever it might be she's cold she's mm. not she's like not into it like she in might, a way like the yeah. girls might be emotionally unavailable to that person and so the guy is like okay maybe she's not open to that or into me so there's timidity in that in a way i think uh, as well there's mm -hmm. another factor something too i'll just i just want to call out the guys as well yeah. um there some things are like i've i've i guess anecdotally i've seen this where there are a bunch of guys asking the same girl out. Mm, ooh. Yeah. And in some ways there's like guys are just somebody zeroed on, zeroed in on the same small subset of women. And sometimes and asking the same women. Yeah. And that's actually a psychological effect mm. of I forget what's but it's like like rarity. It's like it seems or scarcity where it's like oh, well, someone else is interested. She must be someone worth being interested in. Hmm. And there's like, you know, we we as people can also base a lot off of appearance and universal standards of beauty, which don't Especially really exist. in our culture, it's even more heightened. Now but in our culture, aspect. totally. But I also think, well, I was talking about this with some hmm. girlfriends. It's like once someone gets asked out on a date, whether it's successful or not, their like attractiveness can go up even this is like a subliminal thing that could happen because totally. you're like, oh, they're worth pursuing. It's like it's almost like the breaking of the seal of like, oh, OK, now they're like marketable. And it's it's <laughs> not fair. Right. Because there's amazing people that have never gone on a date or been asked out on a date for whatever reason. But it it is this like social psychology that we can fall prey to. Yeah. If we're not aware of it. So I guess in that way, just encourage I encourage you dudes like. Expand your horizons, yes. expand your like. Yes. Be like, who else is here? And we've talked a lot over this mm -hmm. series about what truly is attractive 
and what truly is meaningful pursue those things yes um and yeah that might be helpful as well yes and i'll say the same thing for women too Mm -hmm. no one person has everything or everything you're looking for even if they seem like a universal like there are people that you're like wow they're just a quality person and you can admire and appreciate that but it also is having the open handedness to know like other people might have those qualities as well um and to like give people a chance to not have a standard outside of like what the lord has given us and to not always come back especially if that person is a person and they're fallible and they're human. It's okay to admire people and be like, I would love to marry someone like so-and-so. They're awesome. But don't spend all of your time comparing every person to an individual Mm -hmm. because it's going to lead to your disappointment because they're not that person. So two, um, you have some other thoughts on this specific question, but um, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I'll just give a little advice. Ladies, um, one, be gracious. Be gracious. Be gracious always. Um, your grace and your like uh, kindness might open the door to a guy that you didn't think would be a worthwhile guy. Ooh, um, yes. But it might open the door. So don't be closed off yourself is one yeah. factor. Don't be emotionally closed off yourself. Um, for the guys, uh, come on, get some boldness here, a little resiliency. Um, uh, it's okay to ask. Yeah, it's okay to express interest. We've said this multiple times over the years from stage, whether it's me or Brian Howard, uh, we'll just give you a simple line. Um, Hello, my name is, (laughs) or if you already know them, which that makes a lot of sense just say, I think you are wonderful. And I'm curious about getting to know you more romantically. Um, Would, would you be interested in just getting coffee? Like there's no pressure. There's no burden, just a I'm curious if that'd be worth exploring and I'd like to explore that with yeah. you. would be open to exploring that a little more. And that's so honoring. Like for mm-hmm. someone to look you in the eyes and say, I want to get to know you more. You are like, again, it's it's placing honor and value. Mm-hmm. And it all, like you're saying, it also places honor and value as a woman if you could bring clarity. What I will say, and this is, this is advice from my college pastor, love him, Carl Gully. But he told us, he's like, if they meet all if they're a man of god they have all the from what you can perceive the characteristics of man of god they're faithful they seek purity they're honoring they have a relationship with jesus that's evident and you are 30 percent interested seems kind of low but if you're 30 percent interested give them a chance because i think we do carry presumptions and dispositions that might need to be challenged i think a big one is attraction I think if attraction ever comes in a relationship, whether that's an emotional attraction or connection or physical, then yes, maybe decide like there has to be some level there that will grow over time. But I think giving people a chance, but being clear, don't like belabor it, don't drag it on, don't ghost people. If you go, if you say yes to a date with someone because you're there and then afterwards you're like, you know, there is really, again, like below a 30% interest in getting to know this person further, free them and yourself up by just saying, hey, here's a line. I feel so honored that you would ask me out and want to get to know me better. I am not interested in pursuing a relationship romantically with you, but thank you so much. And can I just say your boldness really blessed me. And I would encourage you to keep doing that because you are also a man that is worth getting to know. Yes. 
and play, take it as an opportunity to encourage. Don't be false. Don't fabricate things or try to do like a compliment sandwich because you're trying to get out of something. And it might be awkward. It's always awkward to be rejected and to reject, but seeing it as like you are releasing them and how you end matters. Like whether yes. it's ending a relationship that's gone on for a year or a date that you've gone on once. Because that actually, like you're saying, it shapes the psychology of the person as they move forward. Yes. They're suddenly resilient. They're suddenly resilient. I can resilient. face failure. Yes. Even if it's it's going to sting. It's going to yeah. feel icky for a minute. But yeah, to go forward to be like, you know what? The men in my life that have asked my girlfriends out and they have rejected gracefully have come back and been like, thank you so much. Because that actually like catapulted me in boldness to continue to pursue clearly mm-hmm. women that I'm interested in. Yeah. So... Any other thoughts? Yeah, on this I know question? on the specific one. I think we've really gone over. I think we've gone over a lot. I think, oh man, I feel like I had a thought and I feel like I Sorry, lost it. Oh no, no, we've we've just talked through a lot of good things. Um, yeah, I just think like I would just encourage women like rise above the illusion that everything is hopeless and that there are no men that would ever be interested in you. I think when we, those are lies of the enemy. And when we start to partner with them, we are, we are preventing ourselves in the same way of saying yes to things that could be good and also making ourselves emotionally available. Mm -hmm. I think there's a level that we can let disappointment have the final word, or we can look out and again, Oh, this is what I was going to say. Got it. Um, we can start making judgments on the men in our community that in a way, whether you feel like it's gossip or you're trying to like talk through someone with someone that could be really damaging to them and their reputation. Like my caveat Mm -hmm. is there's a difference between seeing something truly harmful in someone like, and I think this is more the rare case, but say there is a man in the community and it's like, he has, he hurts women and he is to be avoided and he needs time to heal and he needs time to like repent and all of that that is different than a man where it's like, oh, well, he was really awkward when he asked me out or we want to date or like you're in a relationship and like he said something that was hurtful to that person. And for them, that could feel devastating. But how we talk about past relationships, how we talk about men when they are putting themselves on the line, putting skin on the game really matters. And this is a part of friendship and community between men and women of God where we need to see them as brothers and sisters where it's like, even if that wasn't seamless, even if they messed up, even if there is something, again, like... We don't mock. We don't mock. And we also don't spread rumor in a way that would discourage a fellow sister from, like, saying yes. yes. Like, again, unless it is something that is so important because you feel like truly it would prevent them from, like, falling into, like, sin or harm. Like, And I know that, again, like, that line is not one I'm willing to draw for you in this exact moment. I think, like, if this is something where they are transgressing repeatedly against women and they're, like, threatening in that way. But most of it is just, like, oh, yeah, well, he said something dumb (laughs) to that person. And it's, like, okay, well, let's unpack that. Or, like, even saying, you know, this happened recently. Someone asked someone else out. And I had a friend come up and be, like, you know, that person is, like, newer to their walk. And some of they're dealing with these things in their life. And I'm, like, you know, but the woman he asked out. She is a woman of discernment. She is a woman who knows how to set boundary. And I have to trust her walk. And if it comes to a point where like something comes up, maybe I'll speak in. But it's not my place to always like we like to meddle, right? Because we like to we I think our heart is good in that, but it's a control thing. So 
I would just, my final thing was just call women, like how we talk about our brothers, those we've dated really, really matters. Yes. And don't withhold things that would be important, but also be really careful of how we speak about people, Mm -hmm. not to safeguard or gatekeep or like, like speak up if something has happened, like find trusted people. But unless it's an extreme scenario like that, like just be mindful. Yes. And especially if it's harmless to someone asking you out, like, encourage them and speak highly of them behind their back because what you say when they're not in your presence matters so much and it shapes the psychology of our community around dating so yeah be a part of the solution not the problem (laughs) amen 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 thank you cool hope that's helpful for everybody um okay next question here am i doing everything right (laughs) i don't yes (laughs) you are good job we don't know. know. We don't know. That was one of those where we're like, we don't know if we could answer this. Probably not. You're actually probably you're not. You're probably not doing it. But is anybody doing <laughs> no. everything entirely no. right? That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Again, we'll say it at nauseum because it's true. Um, ask people in your life who you love and trust and be specific with them. Am I is my is my thinking towards this in alignment with the word of God? Are my actions honoring like Mm-hmm. Start to get specifics because like everything and right, huge categories, yeah. get more narrow. And also like there is room to give grace. There's yes. room to receive God's mercy and say, you're probably not. But again, what's the trajectory of your life look like? Are you learning? Are you learning? Are you pursuing purity and holiness and goodness? And are you in this place of repentance for the things that have been harmful to people? And are you willing to grow? Yeah. I think that's the better. Yeah. Ask yourself. Am I willing to grow? Am I growing? If the answer is yes, then you're doing things right. (laughs) Yeah. I think advice I'll give on this too is, um, I mean, this could be even related to the first question we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, am I doing everything right? Because why isn't it, why is nobody asking me out? Or why are no girls saying yes to me? Mm -hmm. Um, Like that can be the question. Or it might be like, I keep getting into relationships and they end poorly. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? I must not be doing everything right. And or there might be patterns like that. that need to be addressed. Be. And and my advice in this, uh, from the context we have right here of a podcast and in isolation, mm-hmm. is uh, similar to with when it comes to jobs and finding a job and why can't I get a job, whatever it might be, is where uh, with whatever job you have, um, whatever opportunity you have. Take it and do it unto the Lord and live out the Proverbs. Like operate according to the Proverbs. Like live righteously, live wisely, diligently, work hard, honestly, with integrity, kindness, faithfulness, generosity. Like give of yourself more, like give more than than the minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, like and it will pay dividends. Yeah. Your reputation will precede you. Yeah. Also, you will learn and grow. Yeah. And uh, that's my story. That's a story I've seen play out many times in terms of jobs. You know, we had, I've had many jobs where I'm like, this is not the dream job, but I worked according to the Proverbs and my reputation built in the way yeah. where like, even in a job that like everyone else was phoning it in, like I found favor yeah, and that favor carried me beyond that job into new things and similarly in terms of romance in terms of dating operate according to the proverbs yeah be in the proverbs learn what wisdom is um learn like go according to the scriptures in terms of forgiveness repentance 
all the things there, like operate in the best way you can. Mm -hmm. it, grace, mercy, forgive, like repentance. Um, and you will learn, mm -hmm. you will grow, um, you'll discover what right is, um, but also you will build a reputation for yourself that that yeah. is good and will yeah. benefit you. Yeah. Be more concerned with the growth of your character than maybe the change of your circumstance. Amen. That's a good way to put it. Because I think those there are things that are just out of our control when it comes to, I think, especially dating. Dating can feel different than even a job because yes. you're like, where do I apply? If so I can apply. Much is, it, it's not just what you're doing. No. And yeah. it really is like we said before, not that there's mm -hmm. like a miracle person or miracle timing, but like God does direct the steps of our life in a way where he'll present things in their season. He'll present opportunities in their season. And that is part of waiting on the Lord and trusting him. But mm -hmm. waiting isn't stagnant. Waiting is saying, I'm going to live out the call in my life, which is to make disciples um, and to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like tell people about Jesus, bring them to the Lord, grow in your relationship with God, and you will become the person that yeah. you'd want to marry, you know, like in that totally. sense. And if things are just falling apart, like just rest. Like there's a song that talks about like just let the round, ground rest. Sometimes we're so frantic and so focused on getting an outcome. It. I have to get. Yeah. yeah. Instead of understanding that sometimes the Lord really does take time to do things in us internally. And we don't always know when that time ends, but God does. And he will position you like he will. Yeah. So like I think what I'd speak over you is trust, like trust and rest. And in a place of rest, the Lord is still going to work on your behalf. Yeah. As you seek him. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one here. Uh, you've been Ooh, excited about this one. I love this one. I love this question. How do we <laughs> how do we approach having a crush on someone as a Christian? Is flirting okay? I'm sure that's how they asked it. <laughs> is flirting okay? Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it because I think, again, this is something that the scriptures don't like explicitly talk about because we, we hear about engagement and dating. Or sorry, we we don't hear about dating. We hear about engagement. <laughs> Scrap that from the record. In the book of flirtation. <laughs> in the book of flirtation. Yeah, Song of Solomon is a little bit more than flirting. I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean? We talk, about, we talk about engagement, marriage, and sex. And we have a lot of examples of what not to do in a relationship. But dating and flirting, like they're, the idea of even like courtship doesn't like perfectly exist. Like we we look at scripture and there's we see examples of marriage where there's love. Like again with Isaac and Rebecca or Abraham and Sarah, David and Abigail. Like there's different areas where there's like there's love and there's respect there, but you don't really get the down low on like, well, how did he ask her to marry yeah. her? How did, did he like walk by and just like you know see the veil and kind of hey? Yeah, and, like, oh, and there okay. wasn't like, also what, as much of that option just to see someone be like totally. we're getting married. Like not every, especially like from a woman's end. Like it was just more of like your family helps you make that decision. Your community. Again, yeah. isn't so bad, but now we're kind of like out on an island. A How would you bit. even define flirting? Ooh, okay. Like, this, what is flirting? Yes. Okay. So this, oh, I'm gonna be careful because I know there there's certain terms in like different arenas of like like communities. I've heard that might be a little bit confusing, so I don't want to bring confusion. But there's there's this concept that I learned. Um, I'm forgetting her last name. It's Dr. Julie. She has a podcast called Java with Julie. And she talks about social sexuality. And when she's talking about sexuality, 
from the top. She's not talking about necessarily erotic sexuality, which is what we think of typically in our culture of like intercourse and bedroom things. Like she's talking about sexuality in a way where when we think about the Lord and we think about who we're made to be, sexuality is this desire to be like enjoyed and received by someone. Like there's a socialness, like even when we go to the office, like, and this is not yet flirtation, but it's like, okay, yeah, like we like having fun with our peers. We like joking with our coworkers. We like being appreciated. We like being appreciated. That people desire, desire us in any way. Yes. We all want to be desired and not just in one way. Not just sex, not just erotically, but for like who I am. Like when you pay me a compliment for like a sermon I give, that's me receiving that going, oh, like. The fact that you, my friend and my boss would say something and that doesn't have to be sexual in the way that we think it. So just like clearing that up. Okay. But I think there's this, there's like the next level of, in the, in the context and bounds of you being single and someone else being single, no covenant, no commitment where there's a freedom to like take that and be like, huh, I wonder like when we talk about like testing the waters a little bit of like playfulness that can feel a little bit more flirty where there is a sexual attraction that falls more in the erotic category where maybe you're not, again, fantasizing. The playfulness doesn't necessarily need to be itself erotic in any way. No, no. But the source of that playfulness is a desire for... For that connection, for a physical connection. And I think what flirting can be, and again, like, while I'm not going to be prescriptive in flirting is it's it's again it's within the bounds of like there is we are both in a position where we could perhaps enter into a romantic relationship so like flirting is like a playfulness where you are showing someone like I like you yeah I like you I like you I like you in I a want unique to sit way. next to you in church yes I, I want, to, be close to, want you. to hold your hand I want to be close to you but you're communicating it more in a sense of like you're joking you're giving them a lot more eye contact like the hand on the shoulder you're trying to communicate with your words mm-hmm. and actions I have a level of physical attraction to you and I want to express that by enjoying you and enjoyment and it can feel very friendly like I think that's why sometimes we're like, wait, but like there's a flirtiness in friendship sometime between mm-hmm. men and women. And I think it's because if you are not married, I think there is this subconscious like you are trying to find physical attraction with different people. So that's why we have to be careful about flirtation. Like, yeah. like in our relationship, like there isn't flirting. Mm-hmm. There is encouragement and there's enjoying each other and there's like we mm-hmm. can compliment. But even how like with like I think I this happened a while back where like there was a piece of fuzz on your beard. And again, I'm not trying to be legalistic or prescriptive, but like I told you about it instead of touching your face because well, I want you for that. Yeah. Cause I want to yeah. honor and set the boundary. Cause at the time I was not in covenant with anyone, but you are, you're married. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about flirting, I think first we have to set that parameter of like, like with me and my husband, when we were getting to know each other, we were both single and we were leading a trip together and we spent a lot of time and preparation, but we'd find ourselves like flirting, like kind of like making little like jokes and quips at each other and like finding ourselves talking more closely to another and like the hand on the shoulder, like at you know the end of the night, our mission trip, he'd like come and sit on my balcony and like want to like ask me more personal questions and be, you know, like a level of playful with me that he wasn't displaying with other people. Because I think with flirting too, we have to understand that there is kind of an end to it. I think we have to flirt responsibility. 
responsibly is what I'm saying. Flirt responsibly, meaning um, knowing that it has an effect on the person that you're with. Yeah. They might, people also might not be clear on what your like brand of flirtation is. Um, so I think flirting cannot just exist forever in a vacuum of like your experience with someone or multiple people. Flirting has to lead to something just like dating has to lead somewhere, whether staying together, breaking up, it's like, and if it's not going to go there, don't stop. Then stop. Yeah. Or like being careful again, like because as humans, we are designed to want to connect and receive and be received with people. That's how very innocent conversation or playfulness with someone that isn't your spouse or maybe isn't isn't a relationship and you're not in a relationship with them can lead to very confusing feelings or blurred lines or something worse. Like we've seen it even in the Christian community where pastors have been called down out of office because they've had inappropriate relationships, but they're flirt. Yeah. It's flirtation. So I think yeah. it's like, there's two sides to this coin. One can be very innocent and wonderful. And it like, I'll say it feels good to flirt. Like when you, like, I remember flirting with Tim and being like, I like this, like this, like, cause we're having fun. We're playful. But I think as we got more serious in our relationship, I also had to take inventory of, there are relationships in my life with other men who are single where we occasionally would have maybe a flirty interaction. In my mind, it never like there was no like desire to pursue it further. But there's just this sense of this is what I made for that. I had to step back and even Tim kind of observed not in like a controlling way, but it was like, hey, I've noticed that you have these type of interactions. I'm like, man, I had just been single for so long that I yeah. kind of got into these patterns with some people where I'm like, I can still be friendly and joyful. Like, again, I think our relationship is a really good example where like I can say that I feel like it's very pure and very integrous yes. and, you know, like. And can be playful, but not but not flirty at all. Yeah. So it really is like a check yeah. your heart thing and also know like there's a season for that. And now it's like, great, I get to flirt with my husband. You know, it doesn't Fine. go away. Like I think flirtation actually is this beautiful thing that can put energy into your relationship and like lead to care. But like for us, it's like it, most inevitably like can lead to like sexual intimacy in our relationship because it's meant to be kind of the grease to those tracks um and when you're in a dating relationship it's like that realm doesn't exist but if you're just friends with someone and starting to flirt i think it's a way of being like huh are they interested am i interested yeah but just know again that it has an effect on people there's actually an intention behind flirting yes. and if you're just flirting kind of aimlessly like throwing the net out there that's probably not wise. If you if you are flirting with everyone, you're flirt you're flirting with no one. You're flirting um, with danger. You're flirting with danger. Yeah, but, <laughs> but if you're flirting with make, everyone, yeah, you're, you're flirting no one with feels no special. one. You're just they're just that's where you get the reputation. Oh, they're a flirt. Because yeah. like you again, like flirting is it's meant to put um like kind of we There should about be honor. a distinction. Yeah. There should be a distinction in some way. Um, oh, he treats her differently. Treats me. Okay, yeah. I could see that. There's then some... flirting's useful. Yes, it's useful. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not useful. Exactly. It's it's just. Uh, it could be a detriment. Self satisfying. Yes. Oh, that's good. And I, gosh, if you guys relate to this, thank you because I'm not alone. But it's the idea. Like, have you ever been in that place where you're like, well, mm -hmm. I don't like them, but I want them to like me, romantically, specifically, and I'm talking about in like my singleness. Yeah. But I think this could happen too, even into marriage, where people are like. Well, I'm not going to flirt with them, but I want I want intent I want attention from them. And again, I think that's where that slope can be so slippery and lead us to places that are are hard to come back from and also devastating to our relationships. Don't the patterns you set now, even in singleness, like will affect 
your life as you get engaged, as you get married. So with flirting, again, I think it's that exclusivity towards people that you're interested in, you know, like once that stops, like, and be mindful in male and female relationships. I 100% think that men and women could be friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we need to be fearful of each other, always assume something's going to end up with like a sexual erotic attraction towards each other. But I think we need to be clear. And I think we need to be clear in our flirting too and learn to control it. Like learn to control it and to direct it. Control, it's a good a good way to put it. Basically be self-aware. Be self-aware. If you're unaware of when you're flirting when you're not, then yeah, that, it, could, that could be detrimental. Yes. So just be aware, like be thinking about yourself, reflect upon the night, yes. you know, when you go home and be yes. like, I guess I was totally flirting with her. Hmm. Do I want to be? <laughs> Am I interested? Do and I in, do I want to be? And invite others like, to observe I you. I think I've had I've had friends ask the same thing, like, hey, can you observe this? Or like I've had both male and female friends where they've invited me into that. I'm like, hey, I I'm seeing a pattern that you tend to lead people on and they don't even know because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm just being playful. And it's like I've been in that place. And so have I. Where it's like this path, like, why do people think I'm interested in them? It's because I, in my heart of hearts, I'm actually getting this enjoyment mm -hmm. from being maybe a little more playful, a little more like directed because I'm getting this feedback of, oh, wow, I really like you. But in the long run, I'm leading them down a path that isn't going anywhere. Yeah. And that's actually not stewarding my neighbor and my brother well. Yeah. Or it's your good. sister well. So um, we have a couple other questions. Okay, um, let's get let's to them. Let's try and get to them real yeah. quick. We have one question left in this catch-all episode. One question. Uh, what is the right time to say I love you? Ooh. September 13th. <laughs> 6.35 6.35 p.m. That's the time. That's the time. All right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> you know what's something interesting? My grandpa... <laughs> I love my grandpa. Very amazing man. Um, man of integrity, ex mm. intense integrity. And he, on his wedding day, he told my grandmother, it was the first time he told her that he loved her. Aww. And uh, he told her, Lula, I'm going to tell you this once. I love you. And if it ever changes, I'll let you know. Whoa. And that's, and that's how Mic they move drop. forward. That's how you move Whoa. forward. And in talking with my grandfather, um, something that he just made clear and just continue to make clear, he said, my my actions speak louder than my words. Wow. And that will always be the case. And Ooh. so I guess I just dropped that to say, I love you. Uh, those words, not that meaningful. Yeah. Really not that meaningful. If they're not. Nor that, nor that big of a deal, yeah. really, if there's no substance to it. Yeah. The substance matters more than the words. Wow. So. How did Lula feel? Oh, she she's she's wasn't she's fine with it. She's into wow. it. Uh, she's gone now, but she's okay. she's oh. a precious woman who knew the man she was marrying, loved the man that she married, yeah, and cherished him for who he was and yeah. appreciated what she knew she was left. Wow. She knew she was left. That's good. And it was evident she yeah. knew she was left. And I think I love that. I think actually you shared that with me a few mm. years ago. So this might have shaped the mm. thought that I have now. So thank you, Lula mm. and Grandpa. But yeah. what a place that I've come to, like, and we see, and we do see in scripture, it's like you need your integrity, the integrity of your heart and your actions needs to match the words of your life. Like first and foremost, if you're going to clear something over your life, like you need to work in the secret and the hidden places to make that true um, with the Lord and let him, you know, mm -hmm. refine you in that. 
but I would say don't say it unless you have shown with your life. Like I think in my last relationship, I was like with my husband, it's like, I don't want to say this unless like he can point at my life and be like, no, this is true. This woman has loved me mm-hmm. in a biblical way. Like oh, this woman is looking like at first Corinthians, 13. first Corinthians 13, yeah. that biblical way, clarity, not, yeah. not the other biblical way. That was later. But anyways, <laughs> um, but like this woman is True. patient with me. She is selfless. She does not insist on her mm-hmm. own way. And like, guys, like I do not do this perfectly. I don't assume you will either. But yeah, it's true. It's say, yeah. like say it when you've shown it and you're ready to uphold it. I think that's great. Because I love you is not just I love you because you make me feel good when I'm with you. Yeah. That's like flirting. Like love is I'm going to love you on my worst days. I'm going to love you when I'm either so consumed with myself that it's hard to see outside of myself yeah. or you've actually wronged me, but I'm going to seek to love you by seeking to forgive you. I'm going to seek to trust you even when it'd be easy not to trust you. I think this is great because a big part of it is just defining what love is yeah. so that we understand what it is we're saying. Yeah. Um, and it, hopefully this brings clarity too mm-hmm. in that like uh, it's, when you're saying I love you in the context that is the world we live in, there's something so weighty to it when it's the romance, when when you're dating. And yet, like, love in substance is not ex- exclusively romantic. Mm-mm. Not at all, actually. Like, Mm-mm. in reality, love is not exclusively romantic in any way. Yeah. And so in that way, like, I say, though that's the story of my grandfather, like, I'm I'm just more expressive than he is. Like, yes. I say I love you a lot to mm-hmm. Amy, to the kids, to, like, it's a very common thing. But I have to be intentional to make sure that I'm not just saying it, that I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Um, and even just to say, like, I tell you that I love you. Yes. Like, yeah. And I tell, uh, there's and lots I know of you people mean I tell. It differently than your wife right. but also the same like I know and you've talked about this of like mm-hmm. when you've told me that because we had like also to share when we first started working together we had a really important conversation about just like boundaries before we even really knew each mm-hmm. other to set the tone of what our relationship would be like and I'm so mm-hmm. glad we did and I would encourage you friendship coworkers, like have that conversation it's not too late mm-hmm. but I know that when you say that, I'm like, no, you are actually like, you're a man of integrity. So you're going to honor me in the same ways you would want your wife to be honored, you know, without the covenant. With the context of the reality. Of the reality. Yeah. Yeah, That you have this wife, like you're going to choose your family above me, all that. But you're also going to seek my good. Like even as Mm -hmm. my boss, like you have sought my good. Imperfectly. Imperfectly. Thank you for your grace. But you've been like, you've been humble. You've sought repentance. Like, and that has actually helped shape my view of what, love is in friendship and also like in a way it has helped me discern like what kind of man do I want to be with because I know even though it's not romantic love it's again biblical love that you look towards and to know like like you said when you say I love you to someone you are saying like I'm it it should be a heart check for yourself like Mm -hmm. am I loving them in this way am I choosing and even like when to say I love like say if you are in that place where you're declaring that to someone like don't just say it when you feel good. Say it on the hard days. If that person needs to be reminded, because mm-hmm. love Lula and your grandpa, but yeah. some people do need to be reminded verbally. Mm-hmm. You could, for whatever reason, we have struggles from our past. We it's, have trust it's issues. Good. It's It can be good. I like to hear it. Yes, I like, I like to, to know, hear it too. <laughs> I like to know and have the words expressed. Yeah. Right. But it's like, a part of me being loved. 100%. I need to hear it. 
needing to hear it and then needing to see it. Yeah. And being and have it called like you're actually opening yourself up to be called higher in a way when you so if you're ready for that, then say I love you. Yeah. And if and you're not, that's even okay. whether it's share this podcast, which has been very long, thank you for hanging in. But also, or more importantly, much more importantly, it's not really about sharing this podcast, but like having the discussion about what love is. Yeah. So that when it's said you, you know, know what you're, you're even speaking talking on the about. same terms. Yeah, that's yeah. Don't be afraid to say that. What's the you know what's the point if you're not using common language? Yeah, it's not. It's a it's a holy, sacred, wonderful world word. But let's not like gatekeep it in that way of like demean it. Use Do, the actually L reduce word. it to yeah, something that it's not. That it's not. Free yourself up by talking about what love really is, and understand if that person is ready to say it back or not and don't be discouraged if the timing isn't right but just continue to speak openly clear yeah. communication around that yeah well thank well, you for uh listening in or watching uh mm -hmm. more to come more to yes. come uh see you next time see you next week